Welcome to the Tilted Takes Podcast. Hey, how's it going? And welcome to the Tilted Takes Podcast. This is episode seven. If this is your first time joining in, thank you for being here. If you're return, returning to the show, I'm glad you are enjoying it so far. I am joined with my co-host, as always, Panda. How's it going? You still a prediction genius? I am. I uh, I don't imagine I'll do very well this week, <laughs> but I think I'm going to take the safe route to try to go back to back. Okay, okay. Um, of course, Panda, on episode six, we did a prediction episode of Friday Fortnite week number eight, and uh, Panda's team to win, he finally did pick Ninja, and that's exactly what happened. It was uh, kind of a ride for Ninja and Hysteria to get there, but the fact that they won was pretty crazy, and I definitely wasn't expecting it. Uh, on this episode, our plan is to give breakdown of Friday Fortnite Week 8, talk a little bit about power rankings of Friday Fortnite, and also do a little bit of rankings uh, when it comes to some of the more of the pro teams uh, later on to end the episode. But it's going to be another quick episode, another probably hopefully 30 minutes of us just chatting about all the action that took place over the weekend and specifically on Friday. Uh, not too much news from Epic yet about Playground, unfortunately. That'll be a big thing for us to be able to keep track more of pros and scrims and 2v2s. And that'll be obviously hopefully coming in the near future. Epic just released a little statement on, on Reddit that I haven't got to check out yet. So I don't know exactly what their new update is of Playground. But it broke everything originally and they're trying to fix it. But we'll probably cover that in a, in a future podcast coming up. So let's get right into it. Uh, we'll talk about some of the biggest things that happened... C's finally won a first round game. I don't know, Panda, if you <laughs> celebrated that, but you know him and OP. <laughs> I did. I was with I was with our good buddy, who's a big C's guy, and I congratulated on congratulated him for finally not sucking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and actually winning a game. So shout out to C's. Hey, he he lost round two against uh, the Phase Clan, but that's okay. Cloaksy and T took him down. But yeah, you know C's. He's still sticking in there, kind of. Yeah. I mean, that's at least a respectable Right, law. right. It, yeah, he's keeping his head on there, you know, in the in the game. You know, it's kind of hard to lose first round over and over and over. So finally getting a win. I'm hurt. Him and OP are starting to get better and better. And uh, maybe we'll see in the future if they keep sticking in there. They'll maybe get a little farther. We'll have to see. But, um, yeah, the, the brackets, uh, as in top and bottom, they were actually pretty even. Both sides had a lot of good teams on it. We definitely kind of look to find that phase Tfue and Cloaksies to run into Daquan and Camille since they were actually in this Friday Fortnite. We didn't have any streaming issues. Honestly, there was not much drama this Friday Fortnite, so there's not really uh, too much crazy stuff that went down. But Tfue and Cloaksies, they still prove that they are, I don't know, a dominant team. They take down Daquan and Camille's. You know, they move on. To round four, right before semifinals, they place Courage and Scissors. Let me tell you, I've never seen Courage more triggered in my life. But he was so mad after the phase, the phase game, just because he had some terrible RNG. He literally, 
he like he, he had tweeted out on his Twitter basically saying that he had all these practice rounds, he had all the games before, never had a bad landing, always you know at least had a chance to get uh, you know some gear and to gear up before he got into fights. And literally both matches against uh, the Phase Clan, he got down almost immediately. He couldn't even have a chance to try to do what Courage can actually do and go off and drop a 15-20 bomb, and he was pissed. I don't know if you saw any of that, the tweets from him. Yeah, I saw he was raging a little bit. I mean, I think it's something that we would all do. Um, any game like this where you have to have that good luck kind of coming in on landing and getting a gun and beating beating somebody else to the punch, it's... I mean, you're 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 gonna have that bad, that bad game. Yeah. So it just sucks to see that you have two in a row after having none for a long time, and just sucks even more that it's against arguably the two best players in the game right now. And I don't know. It's one of those things that really sucks because obviously I'm a big Courage fan, but he'll bounce back. I mean, that's one of the most positive dudes I've ever yeah <laughs> watched, whether it's streaming or anything or just hearing someone talk. So. Courage, courage will bounce back. Yeah, for sure. Um, my pick to win was HD and Crafty. I thought that would be a the combination HD needed in order to get to the finals. Unfortunately, this week was a little rough for them. He definitely didn't play as well as he could. He took to Twitter, and he definitely expressed some, I don't know, he definitely didn't take it as well. He was pretty just upset, and he's like, man, Friday Fortnite, when I lose, I just feel like I suck at the game, and I don't want to play it anymore. I was like, HD, you know that's not true. Um but he, they drop to the losers, and they end up getting knocked out, actually, losers round three. So relatively early compared to a week ago when they were in the money and they were in the end of it. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, it was a rough week. Everyone has rough weeks. I don't know. I don't even know what the earliest the FaZe Clan has gotten knocked out out of these eight weeks. I'd have to go look and see. But Tfue and Cloaksies, I feel like they're always per- in it pretty late. But, you know, Ninja's been knocked out kind of early, and even Ham and Myth have been knocked out early. So it definitely happens to the best of them. Right. I mean, I think their – oh, God. I mean, their earliest exit might, as crazy as it is, might honestly be like that loser's round four, round five kind of eh, – probably, probably like a loser's round five or six. Like, right. That's what I was thinking. Where you're in there really late. Um, yeah. But, again, it's we've seen how good they are, and it makes sense why, but – but no, I think the biggest thing out of that, that whole, I guess, little topic there is just that I love seeing, I love it when you see guys like this respond and kind of show that drive and anger and how much they really love the game. Because mm-hmm. it's like it's like any sport, you love seeing you love seeing that someone truly cares. And so with an HD being pissed at himself and wanting to get better, and uh, a courage being really pissed, and just all all sorts of and Cloxy, even Cloxy losing in the in the damn championship game is pissed talking about how he wants to come out back and be the very best. And I'm just, was just sitting there singing Pokemon lyrics in my head. But, um, (laughs) as I read that tweet, yeah, I was just hearing the theme song going, but, but you love seeing that at least, or at least I do. I love seeing that they really care that they really truly want to be their, their best player in these games. So, I like seeing that. I don't. I don't know about you. I don't know what your take on it is, or about people raging or stuff like that. But yeah, I but mean, that's me. I think there's a healthy amount of raging, especially to kind of show that they're human. I mean, so many people are just used to them streaming and just used to them being an entertainer. Like OP is obviously a really big one. He 
has tweeted out and he has, does talk a little bit about his depression and he definitely battles and struggles with that. So, you know, it, a lot of people do respect the, the humanization of them and realizing they are just humans. And there's obviously, if you lose, you get mad. And in Cloaksy, you know, a lot of people say he's the best, but he wants to continue to prove it. I'm not saying just because you lose one week, you're not the best. He still was in the finals. He still was in the mix. Some RNG did happen a little bit in that finals, which we don't talk about right now. We'll continue to get to there. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think HD is fine. I don't know. If, if Friday Fortnite's not for him and he doesn't like it, it screws up his schedule too much, it's too much, and maybe he won't. Maybe he won't. Maybe he'll just be a streamer. That's why he's a streamer for TSM and not a competitor, maybe. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Um let's see let's see oh sean claude tv and tendons i don't know if you watched any of those matchups but those are the, the the two people that came from saturday fortnite actually and they had won and worked their way up to qualify for friday so that was cool seeing another pair come from the saturday compete with the uh, ones that are already in friday they actually did really well against aquanica mills uh they had a solid chance at beating them they ended up not doing so let me see did they lose and then the loser round two? Uh, yeah, they do end up losing to FaZe, Rain, and Blaze. So maybe they... I don't know. If you qualify for Friday Fortnite off of a Saturday Fortnite, are you in for good or are you just in that next week? I don't know. Do you know how that works? Um, I don't 100% know for sure, but I would imagine that as long as there's an open spot for you and he's right. not kicking you out for some rapper, that <laughs> it's there. So yeah. I would imagine they'll be back. I hope they don't. Uh... Especially after coming in and beating King Richard and Calvin. It's not like they beat some scrub no one's ever heard of. No, they're definitely... They they did decent amount of jobs. Um, they played really well together, too. I actually enjoyed watching them. I, I caught a little bit of that last Saturday Fortnite... Or this last Saturday Fortnite with the small streamers and the smaller people trying to work their way up. And, I mean, there's still some crazy crazy good people in that tournament so we'll probably continue continue to see new ones come in and just see maybe a new one from a saturday tournament make a really deep run and put a put their name on the map for sure um i'd love to see that i would love to see like a saturday win turn into a next friday win and can you imagine i mean that would that would blow Fortnite twitter up oh for sure and especially if they're smaller streamers that'll help their stream a ton because people will be like oh that dude is a freaking boss i'm definitely gonna check out his stream there's so many streamers that i've found and i've kind of like watching every once in a while or even these youtubers since i'm not a youtube person i've always been twitch i found some of these youtubes that i uh, like to check out on on youtube and i see that they're live yeah it's a good way to find new people to watch you you see how well someone does you decide hey this guy just beat for example, Sean Claude TV Intendants, they just beat King Richard and Calvin. You're like, hey, let me go check them out. It's it's good exposure for these small people. They can get through that smaller stream and or smaller stream tournament and come to this one. So I look I look for I would love to see someone someone win a Friday after a Saturday. I think that'd be that would blow a channel up <laughs> for sure. Yeah, um, let's talk about another person that I'm starting to like more and more real quick. Going back kind of at HD. I mean, HD and Dark that and that kind of crew, they play together a lot, along with Yellow Tree. His name's just Yellow, I'm pretty sure, on Fortnite. But he is a boss. Like, he makes a lot of crazy plays just like HD does. Even, you know, I know Dakota didn't really do too well in the Friday Fortnite, and he hasn't been in it for a bit. Um, but I... They play together all the time. He does some insane plays, and he played with FaZe Banks, actually, who plays on PlayStation, so he definitely isn't playing with, like, another insane PC person. Um, but Yellow, FaZe, I mean, he's pretty good, surprisingly. 
Banks, sorry. I always say phase. There's a million phases. But Banks is actually pretty decent. But Yellow definitely carries him a bit. They beat Vigstar Noah J. They made it all the way up to Courage and Scissors, which they almost beat them. Um, but I was pretty surprised with that combo. I don't know if they'll stick together forever. But even Yellow and HD together, that would be a really scary combo. Uh, there's a few other few other combos i want to see maybe high distortion try out kind of like what ninja did you know try out a few people just play with different people for fun maybe if you find a really really good partner you stick with them and i don't know if hd has found that yet i know crafty's a tsm streamer as well so that's the whole org sticking together but i'd be interested to see high distortion continue to try people out yeah i'd like to see maybe a high distortion sees uh maybe high distortion dakotas if he decides to come back in um so you still have the TSM connection there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, though, kind of going off what you said, someone that's kind of grown on me. The two people that have grown on me the most for sure are Avery and Noah J. Those two, to me, I think are, again, two of the best in the game. And I, I think it's really fun watching them and seeing how well they do. And, I mean, we saw Avery and HD last week get all the way to the finals against FaZe. So, yeah, I mean, those are both two really good streamers and just players as a whole yeah they are and they're entertaining and they definitely make a lot of crazy plays um seeing noah j and big star they've continued to play together they uh did lose to the yellow tree and phase banks though i, I big star you know he had that really good, uh, deep run that the one week i forget what week it was and he hasn't really been back yet uh, tiny hasn't been playing his original partner at that time but he is pretty good. There are some power rankings that we're going to talk about. We'll we'll probably discuss Vicstar's ranking and where he actually belongs, depending on um, you know what Pan and I kind of have a little debate about that. Other, we had some other conversation. Oh, let's talk about Spinos and his partner, E whatever his name is, F Feds or whatever. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why people can't have normal names. If your personality, like you would think your username is something pretty clear that you'd be someone that your average viewer would be able to pronounce right and maybe i'm just dumb but let's, let's just simplify and say panda sleeper pick i'm just gonna call him lol because that's what it starts out in the beginning lol lol well they uh they went up against myth and ham and you know they did drop first round they were up against a pretty tough combo but you're up against myth and ham who can be so like hit or miss that uh, I actually wasn't watching this one at the time. It's I always have like six screens up, so it's pretty hard for me to check and make sure I'm picking the best matchups early on. And some of these early, you know, matchups round ones can go super fast. Like I'm still watching a round one, and Ninja and Hysteria have already beat their round two people and are waiting for round three to start. It just really depends on how fast games go in the RNG if someone gets knocked early. But Myth and Ham. They do beat Finos, and Finos, Finos said that he actually had fun with his partner. He's really excited to continue to work on the communication and maybe build some stuff with them. So maybe they're going to stick together, and they're definitely still going to be a duo to watch out for coming in the future Friday Fortnights. Definitely. I mean, yeah, they lost round one, but they got all the way to losers round four. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously, since it's losers round, that doesn't just mean that they're bad. Um, because you still see a lot of good kind of matchups. They right. they won their first one against Speedy and Sidearms. Um, then beat Rice Gum and Tenpo. That's obviously not a like a any duo to really scoff at. Yeah. Um, and then really the kind of the bigger name they beat there is Musil K and Lachlan. Um, and I guess the reason that one's a bigger win is just because of who they had beaten the round before. They had knocked out Vicstar and Noah J. Um. So, 
Lolito and Svenos getting that win was a pretty big one, showing that they're pretty good there. And then they ended up losing in round four to Mitch Jones and Grenader Jake, who actually surprised me a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, they got all the way to losers round six, and eventually losing to Courage and Scissors. And I mean, yeah, they've been good and they have, I mean, kind of been in the tournament for a little bit, but it's not, I mean, they normally don't get this far, I don't believe. Um, so going in there and losers round five and beating Nick Merckx and Parallax, like that was a big win for them, especially after Nick and Parallax are coming off a myth ham win. So again, kind of like you said with uh, Dez and Svennost, maybe this is a duo that we kind of continue to watch and see if they can kind of pick up off this, this little run they had here and get even farther in the tournament. Yeah, they're definitely the smallest. You know, you look at the round three people, and pretty much every person in round three is a pretty recognizable name. And then you see maybe Mitch Joes and Grenadine or Jake are like the smallest ones. They could, I don't, I haven't really watched them yet. When I say smaller, I just mean the ones that aren't uh, just a big recognizable name like Cypher or Hamlin's Ninja, that kind of stuff. So, and making the round six, that's definitely not an easy task. There's a lot of uh, pretty talented people in the losers bracket. You start running into some of the, the good duos that happen to get knocked out early, and it, it does take some uh, talent to get that far. So that'll be interesting to see going forward as well. Continuing to move down the bracket here, uh, another big matchup that me and you had talked about in the prediction episode was the Nick Merckx Parallax versus Cypher PK and uh, Faze J.O. Mock. Definitely an interesting conversation piece because of Nick Merckx and Cypher splitting up. Uh, was it going to be a huge change for Cypher to be with another PC player? Was it going to really matter? Does Nick Merckx hold back Cypher? You know, there's a lot of questions there. Parallax obviously is a 100 Thieves pro, so, you know, he's obviously really talented too. So, Cypher and J.O. Mack actually made it pretty far. That wasn't my sleeper pick. I was kind of surprised myself that they did make it as far as they, they ended up doing. They go all the way to the semifinals and lose to uh, FaZe, and then they get down to the losers bracket when they actually uh, drop to uh, Ninja and Hysteria in the very last round of losers before the final again. But I don't know. What's your opinion on those two separating, and how do you think it kind of affected Cypher overall? Yeah, I mean, we kind of talked about it a little bit beforehand. Um, But to me, I see it not necessarily as a benefit to Cypher that he's playing with a PC player, but more a benefit as in that their opponents aren't getting to play against uh, console players. Because mm-hmm. obviously not every console player is Nick Merckx. Nick <laughs> Merckx is a god of the console Fortnite yeah. and destroys people. I mean, we've seen him go off in this tournament. We've seen him go off in pretty much every week of Friday Fortnite, except one or two. Um, so we know how good he is. So I think what really... The different what really makes the big difference in all of this is that by having Joe Mock in there instead of Nick Merckx, it allows uh, their opponents to actually have to play other PC players instead of just destroying console players um, and having that advantage of having two PC versus a console and a PC. So that's kind of my opinion on it. I don't think it takes anything away from Nick as a player, um, but. I think it was it was definitely cool to see them go that far because I didn't I didn't expect it I did, wasn't sure what to expect with them have never playing before in this tournament so mm. it was cool to see how far they really went and, it, and I mean it shows too the cipher cipher's really good and obviously Jailmock's really good being a phase guy so let's yeah. see if 
they keep that duo together or if they split back up or where we go from here, I guess. Yeah, there's a couple matches I watched, and there was definitely Cypher getting knocked super early. Jayomak had a carry, you know, or Jayomak getting knocked early, and Cypher had a carry. Ninja was actually waiting for their matches. Ninja was watching uh, Cypher play on his stream, waiting for them to get it done. And Ninja even said, like, Cypher's playing out of his mind right now. So going into that match, Ninja knew that Cypher was actually pretty on for the day and was making some really, really good plays. And the duo together had a great match against uh, Ninja and Hysteria round four. So beating them was huge, you know, for them, especially since Cypher has historically struggled the last couple of weeks, uh, besides early on week one of the, or whatever week it would have been. But since, since Friday four nights kind of took off, Cypher hasn't really been back to the finals or been back in that area. So, I, I like the combo a lot. I think Cypher played really well. He even tweeted that I had a lot of fun, and he thinks their their synergy together will continue to grow. So hopefully they do stick together. They lose to Cloxy, Cloxy and Tfue. I mean, they, they were playing crazy, you know, like always in the semifinals, and they had to go drop down and wait for basically a rematch against Ninja and Hysteria. Ninja and Hysteria do beat them there. So, I mean, it's... I like Cypher a lot. Like I said, I'm starting to like him more and more just because he's very based on education and teaching people how to get better, what not to do, what to do. And uh, and again, like we even talked about before we started, Nick Merckx is obviously really talented. They still made it all the way to losers round five, and they end up losing to Mitch Jones and, the, and Jake. But we, we obviously know Nick Merckx can go off. But it would be interesting to see and look at all the matchups throughout Friday Fortnite and which mat- matches are cross-platform, which matches have like the PS4 players in there. And... You know, are those matches more high kills? Are they more issues? You know, like it would just, I'd be interested to see if the PS4 does cause any issues or that cross platform actually causes any issues for some players or people prefer. I would be interested to, see, to hear what some of the pros think. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's not something we have just to pull up and look and tell all you guys, but, but no, I 100% think that'd be a real cool thing to just kind of get some data on it and look to see. Um, is there a real difference between PC versus PC or PC versus uh, cross-platform or anything like that? So I agree with you 100%. Yeah, I mean, I, I personally, when I play cross-platform, I, I always feel like I'm running into more no-skins, they call them, or more of the, the bots that really don't know what they're doing compared to if I play like a solo just on PC or duos on PC. You definitely feel like there's more people that are comfortable with the game. So I'm sure that's the case in, in the case of Friday Fortnite as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, our winners, finally Ninja and Hysteria, or more specifically Ninja, does get that win. This is Hysteria's second time in it. Um, I did catch the finals, uh, TFU and Cloaksies. They were coming in hot, like I'm telling you, they were winning all their games extremely heat. I would say handedly, they are making, dropping some major kills, and I don't know, they just, they just felt a little off in their finals. They were really debating, like, where to land, what they should do. Uh, the the last matchup of because they had to beat them twice. Ninja and Hysteria had to beat the Phase guys twice, and they do actually beat them uh, the first round. It was close, and you know they were all in it for the kills. There was times that Hysteria stole a couple kills or Tfue, and you know they were doing literally everything they could. They were running around the whole map, jump panning everywhere in order to get the last final kills. Ninja and Hysteria end up beating them. Forced the second round. Second round immediately, you know, Tfue and Cloaksy. The second round literally lasted way short in the first. Second game of the second round, they were down. They needed to land big. They decided to go tilted, and Cloaksy's like, I don't like this. Let's go here. And Tfue's like, I, I think I already committed. Let's just do it. 
And they're like, well, if they go tilted and they, they get knocked immediately, then we can slay out and win. And then they they landed. Cloaksy was not with TFU. TFU was on top of Trump Tower. He gets sniped from behind. Cloaksy tries to come up and help him. The person actually was camping and killed both of them. Boom, game over almost immediately. So it was just a little bit of RNG, a little bit of just they weren't really comfortable with their decisions. I I, I still feel like they get they, they butt heads in more and more tight situations. But they're obviously good teammates. They've won it three times. But I was happy to see Ninja and Hysteria finally win. I know Ninja was definitely pumped. So uh, congrats to them. Yeah, I mean, it just shows how much pressure there actually is, whether it's from a like a fan base kind of standpoint where people expect them to do that well or if it's just themselves expecting themselves to be just the absolute best at the game. So, I mean, you definitely see those kind of butting heads because you, you make a decision then you kind of, you kind of waver a little bit and it, it hurts hesitation and anything hurts you. So that's unfortunate there, but yeah, I mean, I don't know why I thought Ninja and Hysteria were going to do it this week. I had no legitimate reason to base <laughs> why I said they were, but I just, I don't know. I, I obviously am a big Ninja guy. Um, I like to watch him for how good he is. I know some people complain that he's not, as entertaining as this guy or as funny as this guy. But um, to me, I like to watch. I like to watch people that are just gods at the game. And yeah. to me, Ninja's one of them, if you, obviously. So if you want to see top tier pub stomping, Ninja's definitely one of the best people to watch. That's for sure. Definitely. So just, it, it's just one of those things that that's how I am. But, uh, but no, I was definitely happy to see Ninja get it. And it kind of, Kind of back to what we were saying that Ninja and Hysteria were were good partners and have played well together in communication and all that. So, props to both of them. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's just such a long day for them. Like Friday, I watched like round one, two, and some of three. Then I had to go. I got busy. I was doing things with friends, and I went out that night. And I came in from being out at the bars early enough. That's how lame we were on that Friday night to still catch the finals because the finals weren't done till like 1230 or something. But can you imagine? Man, that's like eight hours of Fortnite. I mean, you're not constantly playing, but there's times that Myth and Ham are just sitting there playing other games on stream waiting for their turn to play again. Like if you are late in the loser's bracket, that is like some long time sitting around. That's like definitely a mental game of being able to have the energy and like... I don't know, like the drive to actually take each round seriously to get back to the finals if you knock, get knocked down to the loser's bracket. So it's perhaps those players well, that I play think, for eight and a half hours. Yeah, I think it's even worse, though, being being someone that is just chilling in the winner's bracket. Like being that phase, uh, right. being TFU and Cloaksy, every week getting to the finals relatively quickly because those first few rounds seem like they fly by. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like round four in the semifinals and stuff, you kind of got to wait and see what's going on. But eventually you get to the finals, then you're waiting for the loser's bracket. And then you go and look at the loser's bracket. You're like, oh, they can't be that far behind. And then like sometimes they're in round four, round five, and it's just like, oh, my God, this is going to be all night. <laughs> so, yeah, no, there's definitely one of those things that they end up sitting around for a long, long time. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not saying the, the format's bad or something needs to change. I, I wish the loser's didn't take as long but i think it, it's good to have it where whoever gets the losers if they you know want to they easily can get back to the finals and definitely beat a lot of good people to prove that they deserve to be back in that final game definitely 
So, uh, so you want to talk some some power rankings now? Yeah, we can talk some power rankings. Uh, every week, it seems that Phase tweets out a little power ranking. Uh, another account does it as well, but we're going to talk about phases specifically because that's the the most kind of traffic and a lot of people talk about. But they do talk about the power rankings. So, do you have the one they tweeted before last week's Friday Fortnite or the week eight, or do you have the updated one? So as of three days ago, it was through week seven. Okay. Which was, I believe, that week. I think we're always a week off because numbers are hard. We um, are on week eight. Yeah, we just yeah. week eight just happened. Let me let me scroll through. Well, <laughs> in their Friday Fortnite most average power rankings, Doctor Lupo is officially one through ten. Yes, I saw that. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Because you know, if anyone knows and watches Dr. Lupo play, he always titles his streams like average game player, average whatever. Yeah. But yeah, so the updated, the most updated power rankings. So the tweet says real Friday, real Friday Fortnite power rankings through week seven. This is as of three days ago. So one, TFU, obviously. Two, Cloaksy, obviously. I don't think anyone's going to have any argument there. <laughs> I do. Just kidding. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so then three Ham, four Avery, five King Richard, six Ninja, seven Myth, eight Thiefs, nine Vicstar, ten Noah J. Endless. Is there anything you would switch, or is there anything that surprises you about that top ten? My favorite thing about it is the Ham and Myth split up. I, I think it's, I don't know, interesting that whoever does it, it is a group of people that pick these do recognize that Myth probably struggles more than Ham does in this. So seeing Ham up there in third is actually interesting. I think it'll change big time. This is through week seven. So three days ago was on Friday. This was released on Friday before Friday Fortnite started. So we'll get the new one this coming week. I think it's going to change big time. We can even maybe do our own little prediction and talk about where how this may change. But I think one and two will stay the same. Vicstar... Personally, I haven't seen him do anything since that time he made it to the finals. Maybe he drops out or maybe not. I don't know who would take his place, but there's a few still that I think need to do something, make another deep run in order to stay where they're at. King Richard being maybe run one of them, you know, maybe seeing King Richard get to the finals to keep that spot. But I think Ninja for sure is moving up. I think Hysteria is going to join this list somewhere. Because he is in Friday Fortnite now, and he is actually winning and making it close to the finals in the first two weeks. So, that's my opinion. I think I think you're right. I think Ninja jumps Richard. Um, I don't think Avery really drops. That may be some phase bias there. It may not be. I don't know because obviously I think Avery's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know when you said Vicstar. The first thing that really popped on my mind is Courage because we've seen how good he plays. Yeah. But is he really one of the top ten? I don't know. Is Hysteria really one of the top ten? Like, yeah, he's been very far in his two finals appearances, but is that enough for whoever does this power ranking to put him up there? I don't know. We'll see, obviously. But I think I think those are a couple. Um, I think if we're going off base – Pure talent. You could argue HD up there. Mm, yeah, that's really well. Oh, okay. You got your Daquan and Camille's too, though. Yeah, that's true. There is another half of, <laughs> of TSM. 
Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think there's, I, I don't know. There's that's really the I guess six names that kind of pop into my head when I think, yeah, who could be in that kind of next group? I would say, I would say Daquan and Camille's. I would say Courage. I would say Cipher and Nick Merck's kind of thing, or maybe Hysteria. So that would be, I guess, my next six. But I know that was kind of out there and probably kind of hard to understand. But All right. So let's just go over this real quick just so we can remember and even maybe refresh listeners just who's, you know, have gotten victories in Friday Fortnite since week one. So we're in week eight. We are one week behind the, the weeks in, you know, Fortnite season. So we're on week nine, going to be week 10, and we're going to be on week nine for Friday Fortnite, if that makes sense, what I just said. But anyways, week one, it was Nick Merck, Cypher. Week two was Typical Gamer and Thieves. That Those four, you know, we really haven't seen them make a return to the finals or gotten another victory. That was early on for them. Uh, week three, TFU Cloaksy. Week four, Myth and Ham. Week five, TFU Cloaksy. Week six was Secret, uh, the Secret guys, Mongrel and uh, Dementos. And then week seven was TFU Cloaksy again. And then week eight, Ninja Hysteria. So out of that list, you know, you have, <clears throat> have a, like almost everyone on that top 10 list you know a lot of them have victories obviously the secret kids don't aren't on that list um we're gonna see if hysteria gets up there on the list but typical gamers not he hasn't been a, necessarily around for the rest of them and i think people that are on that top 10 list definitely need to be having some wins or some high place finishes there's tons of skilled players that maybe deserve to be top 10 but they haven't gotten a top three finish yet i should say so then do you think that justifies like a King Richard bump? I mean, has King Richard been in the money yet? He's been in the money with Ninja, I'm pretty sure, right? He's definitely finished top yes. three at some point. So They finished, I believe they finished second in week three. Yeah, because I know Ninja's had... Bring it up. Yes, week three they lost to TFU and Closey. Yes, I mean, they've definitely, King Richard's definitely been in the mix. And like we even talked about on the show many times, he gets knocked down to the loser's bracket, but then he gets to round five or six a lot of the time. So he definitely is still making a deep run. It's not like he's being knocked out in the first two, you know, first round of winners and then first two rounds of losers. I mean, he's definitely doing a decent job, but I don't think he should be knocked out. I still think he's a really talented player, but. I don't know, maybe Noah J and Vicstar, maybe in the next couple of weeks, if they don't get another top three finish, we may see them drop out of the top ten. We'll just have to see. I mean, as long as Cloaksy and Tfue are in the finals, that's obviously one less pair that's getting a top three. So that'll be really hard for anyone to make a serious jump to get into the top ten. But, like, let's say for some reason uh, Tfue and Cloaksy's don't finish in the top three and another whole nother pairs are there. That's when we could definitely see someone else making their way in. I mean, Tfue and Closey, I forget which one they, who did it. They did tweet out like, should we stay together? Everyone said, yes, obviously, but like maybe they are seriously thinking about just splitting up and playing with someone else for fun. I mean, who knows? And if that does happen, then there's obviously a solid chance that both those players partners will be decent enough where just the two of them will be back in the finals facing each other. Like who knows? Yeah, I mean, that's obviously a big question. It's been a big question the last few weeks is what what do we do with these chief or with these chief you guys, with these phase guys? <laughs> do we do we let I guess let them do we do do the do they stay together? Do they do they split up? 
does Keem try to force it, which I think we said there's no way he really can because that'd be dumb because people would be pissed off at him for trying to split up a team. Mm-hmm. I personally think I I really think that they should stay together. Yeah. Because I think it makes the tournament better. Yes, you almost guarantee or you're almost guaranteed to know half the finals uh, matchup from the start of it because it's pretty easy just to assume that they're going to be there. Right. But I think it makes everyone play better because they're playing up to their expectations. Mm-hmm. Like Ninja, Ninja and Hysteria had to beat the FaZe Boys twice. They had to live up to that hype. And I just think it makes for more dramatic matches. Not necessarily David versus Goliath, but almost like a like a heavyweight fight, you know? It just makes it that much better. Yeah, I would like to know the numbers from this Friday Fortnite for sure. I would assume it was probably one of the most viewed just because of Ninja making it to the finals. At one point, I saw 320,000 watching his stream. I, I don't know what it ended up getting up to, but... I mean, when the phase guys and Ninja is still that around that deep in the tournament, there's tons of people tuning in. So I'm sure it was a pretty big event. I Again, I got to watch a lot of it, so it was definitely one of the most exciting for me to watch just because of seeing Ninja. You know, he's scrutinized. A lot of people don't like him. He's so good, but he's just a pub stomper. He can't win in high pressure. I mean, I guarantee, I, I, granted, the Friday Fortnite is based around pub stomping but still like even in that scene you still have to out rotate you know the phase guys better you still have to understand the whole matchup of it all right and they're the phase crew they do some of the best rotations and they even talk about how to stop someone else's rotation so and that's what people don't understand about there is a lot of strategy still to friday fortnite you have a group that's in salty okay the phase crew lands somewhere else they're discussing all right can we cut off maybe their rotation and get somewhere before them and get the kills that their route of rotating was because if you land your rotation route is from salty to divot to move somewhere else if let's say they land salty and then the phase people get to divot before them and can get those kills that's obviously huge or a lot of the times it's based around who can get to tilted first a lot of people don't land tilted they land at other places and rotate towards tilted and if you can get to tilted first and maybe get those kills for that other duo i mean you're definitely going to put them behind so there's there's a lot of strategy in phase that's why they could keep winning because I haven't watched a duo that is less afraid to split up than them. Uh, they split up in some random times. If they see no skins, boom, they'll split up immediately. You go take care of them since you think they it's it's rough, but they do a judgment. Like I think that team is bad enough that I can handle them one before. You continue on here and I'll meet back up with you. And it's it's crazy they make those calls. It's just like the fact that they're comfortable to go kill four people and I will hopefully get a jump pad, I'll jump pad to you and we'll meet back up. Like it's 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 an insane strategy and that's why FaZe is a three time champion and been in the finals a tons of time. And that's the thing. It's even crazier because it works. Right. It's not like they're doing it and losing. <laughs> like they're like, oh, I got these guys, and then wipe them out. Like they do what they say they're gonna do. So it just right, it's insane, man. They they never they never cease to put on a good show. Yeah, I would like to see some teams figure out how they can maybe counter the phase. Yeah, you know, I, I don't like the mirror strategy. I think it's a little cheeky to follow someone around and steal kills. I mean, some teams do it, and it, it is obviously a part of the game. Um, we're not and gonna... even then; it's hard to do it on them. Oh, yeah, they're sure. that good. Yeah, and I... they won't. And again, they'll split. They will make you split up and out a out kill them, and b have to play well enough to then beat say a one on four yourself. Like you, 
there's a lot of bad things that can happen if if you try to mirror those two and then they split. <laughs> it just is a it's a nightmare matchup there. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's they are very entertaining to watch. Whether if you don't like maybe arguing or tilting or that kind of stuff, nothing they do all the time, just strictly for strategies and see how they play. It is definitely entertaining to watch uh, the TFU and Cloaksies play together and the decisions they make. So. Uh, week 9 will definitely be interesting to see how it goes for sure. Uh, power rankings will be interesting to see what comes out and what does change. Um, the last main topic we do have is associated with the FPL news feed, Hunter over there. They did release some of their own type of power rankings. Uh, it was more based on just uh, a whole month of them kind of in their crew watching and paying attention to scrims and uh, their top five squads of June presented by the FPL news uh, feed is number one, Team Liquid, number two, FaZe Clan, number three, NRG, number four, Ghost Gaming, and number five, Complexity. The honorable mentions were Cloud9 White, Optic Gaming, and uh, Boxer. So, I mean, this is obviously based on scrims, some of the teams that are participating in the scrims and maybe placing really high. FaZe didn't scrim as much in June, so a lot of people didn't maybe like that placement. Uh, people said they didn't scrim a lot as much. I, I'm not sure. Obviously, TSM isn't scrimming at all, and FaZe hasn't been recently, so I don't know if July's will be much different. But seeing NRG's up there, Team Liquid does uh, really well. And obviously, I'm not fully up to date on the, the, the professional scrims, and I don't get to catch them all the time. Uh, obviously, it's nice to follow FPL, and they keep you up to date with some of the teams that are performing really well there. It'll be interesting to see you know, if TSM makes a return to scrims. Right now, they just don't enjoy it. But I don't know. With the whole World Cup type situation, you know, scrimming together, that may not be the best method. Scrims may not be as important in teams and players and duos specifically may find that it's better to, you know, to, to improve just by doing on a playground. I'm, I'm not quite sure what that's end up going to be for sure. I don't know. Do you have any opinions on the, the June squads or? Not really, but the, I mean, I guess my biggest opinion from everything you just said was kind of based on the whole TSM thing is that, yeah, they don't, they don't scrim because they, like you said, they're, they're busy doing other stuff. I mean, let's be honest, at the end of the day, right now, they're not making, I don't know if it's any money or enough money or whatever to just do scrims um, because of the way Fortnite is, but they're making a ton from streaming. So, right. It's obviously kind of a balancing act for them is of do we want to prepare for this kind of pro pro leagues and stuff like that when we still don't know 100% how it's going to be right. or do we just keep working on our brands and trying to grow the fan base and then go into the pro aspect of it all um I mean what I I guess I I was wrong because now that I think about it myth has been doing snipes, solo snipes with tons of the pros. So Myth definitely is maybe more in that World Cup atmosphere, doing some solos and playing against other pros and seeing if he can get some scrim wins there. But he's definitely not doing squads. So I think he realizes maybe that's not as that's more of a waste of time to do some squad scrims. Yeah, I I I don't know. I think I'd like to see him split up. I think I'd like at this point, I think they've defined who their two duo teams would be. Um being Daquan and Camille's and Myth and Ham. So it'll be interesting to see going forward if they stick with those teams or if someone like Myth or Daquan or whoever decides to go solo, 
or really just what the format of it all is. So it's definitely a big thing to watch going forward with it all. Yeah, I mean, if you do have a chance to catch Mythstream or any of the smaller streamers as well that are doing the solo snipes and they're trying to get into each other's game, it is actually really entertaining, and I think there's a lot of solo matches that are, I personally think are entertaining when it comes to just seeing the pros have those build battles and other things like that. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how the playground changes things. We'll see how continuous updates in Fortnite change. There are going to be some new guns coming in. Obviously, the new season's coming up relatively soon. We're almost in the last week, week 10 of Season 4, before Season 5 gets I here. I so. hyped. Yeah, the rocket launch was actually amazing. I just, I, I just can't believe how it happened and how everyone in the game just stopped to watch and everyone's reaction. And just... Please tell me you saw the new kill record. I, I did, and that was hilarious that someone was such an ass to kill everyone that was watching the rocket. 48 people got destroyed by the, them knocking out ramps. His Twitter bio right now literally says most hated person in Fortnite, and I don't <laughs> think anyone disagrees with that. That's hilarious. A lot of people were saying, like, look, if you kill someone that's trying to watch the rocket launch, you are a terrible human being, which it's so hard because, like, even watching, like, Ninja and Tim and all them together play theirs, like, everyone was watching, but everyone had guns. So you're, like, in this tough situation, like, are you going to kill me? Because I don't really want to shoot you, but if I think you're going to shoot me, I have to shoot you. So it's basically just, like, who's going to shoot first? And literally, once the rocket went off in Ninja's game, as soon as, like, three shots were fired, everyone's just like, oh, crap, i got to kill everyone so I can survive. <laughs> like, it was hilarious seeing everyone, like, kind of panic. Like, I don't want to kill you, but I also want to watch this. I don't know what's happening. But the fact that he killed 48 people... <laughs> it's a viewing party <laughs> on something to watch the the rocket just kills me yeah it's fantastic oh uh, that, yeah that was a really cool world event a lot of people give an epic flack of course They're like oh wow they can plan this world event rocket launch where they can't fix playground eh. again this is where we go back totally to different. yeah and this is where we go back it probably is different dev team for sure there's obviously different part teams in the dev the developers well, different and, problems too right I mean, and pers- playground you're fixing servers right not- Adding some animation to the fucking map. Yeah, and I, I think that for me, this is when Epic's like, okay, obviously Playground's important, but should we obviously have a world event that makes it on Barcel accounts and other major news accounts? Like, there was a lot of talk and trending all over a fake rocket launch. Like, probably more people watch that than the SpaceX launch. So, it's kind of ridiculous to think about that. It, it was just some bad luck timing, I think. Oh, for I mean, sure. They probably had that in the work for a while. For a yes, exactly. Yeah. For sure. And honestly, I think I think this new season could change the competitive atmosphere a little bit, too. Yeah. Because there's some hints and talks of different things going on and talks that this, this whole ripping in the skies like a going back in time thing like the world's gonna get sucked in almost or like things are gonna change basically is people thinking and people think the map's gonna change mm. which obviously if the map changes gotta change competitive because you're changing uh you're changing just routes you take you're changing landing spots it's it'll be interesting to see obviously i'm hyped for season five just for the fact that it's another battle pass coming out right but i'm hyped to see what they do and if it's something that really changes whether a small tournament like friday fortnite or something big like the world cup so i'm i'm pumped 
Yeah, so people, this is what one theory says. Basically, this the, between the skins and the rockets and all that kind of stuff, uh, a lot of people are saying that it's going to be like a time machine and like it's going to bring back, into, like you just said, it's like going back in the past, which means like season five is going to be like Greek, Roman, Egyptian, like all these different like more historical themes and those skins and maybe even weapons, which is going to be interesting to see based on that time frame. That's just going to be really interesting to see uh, competitive wise if if we do look at that more shotguns are obviously still an issue and i think they always will be an issue until people get over it but if you don't like your tack you know, shotgun doing eight damage then i really do think picking up a blue or purple smg where you can do 40 some or whatever damage it is with every hit and you can shoot super fast is more reliable and i think players will or continue to adapt pistols. right those oh new okay gosh. those are huge i'm glad you mentioned that because the dual oh, pistols so good if you can hit those shots it's like 43 every body and something for every headshot like if you can hit those oh my god you can shred not only through people like but buildings slow no god no it doesn't shoot slow either like it'll get nerfed they're so good <laughs> oh 100 guaranteed by by the next update, uh, they'll shoot slower, they'll do less damage, they'll be bigger bloom, they'll be fucking useless by the time it's done. <laughs> oh, for sure. Well, that'll be interesting to see. Season 5 is definitely going to be huge. I think Fortnite is still doing a great job developer team-wise to keep things interesting, to keep things different. I don't think a full new map is coming like some people say, but I definitely think the map is going to change probably more drastically than it did with just a hole and the, the holes all over for Season 4. So I'm pumped for that. I don't have anything. I think that's all it takes. Yes, yes, go on, go on, sorry. I think that's all it takes. I don't think it needs to be a new map. I think just keep changing things. There's rumors that Moisty's going to turn into a desert. It's little things like that, man. In Epic, we trust. (laughs) For sure. That's all I have. We've been talking for almost an hour already. Typical us. We uh, go on our rants. But it was a good episode. A lot of Fortnite uh, esports conversation and maybe even some future esports of how Fortnite will be changing, adapting. Hopefully, we're going to have... the ninja event coming up soon another event that is interesting that just got announced i don't want to talk about it too long we literally will talk about this on the next episode but is the nerd out new tournament did you see that i did the I did anything goes tournament to it, but yes yes anything goes That'd i don't be I, I don't like it like can you imagine ninja playing in that tournament and getting knocked out <laughs> by teammates he mind. will freak the oh hell out God. ninja won't be in it there's no way he won't no, like he that because he's like, that's stupid. Like, why would I want the BM? Because from... he'll go to build a launch pad and then bam and then <laughs> like break his entire PC set. Oh my God. I could just see people getting triggered because think about that. Like editing, you, can, you can't even build up because you have to be fearful of like your other oh, duo. Oh man, oh, that's going to be a rough one to watch. It's going to be actually interesting to see though. It's going to bring whole new strategies. That's for sure. But I mean, I honestly could see rounds where you see teams getting like two kills. Or zero, because they're sitting there dicking with their teammates. <laughs> oh my god, it's going to be interesting. That'll be good. Someone lands like the top of Trump Tower with C4, and they just bl- throw it across the building and kill their people they're playing against, knock them to the ground. Like, oh god. The impulse nades off the mountain. We've already seen Lupo and Ninja perfect that, so that'll oh, be Jesus. interesting. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah, we have those two tournaments coming up in the future, and then we'll probably hopefully have more and more information on the World Cup. But that's all I have. Panda, anything else for you? Nope, I'm good to go. All right, well, follow us on Twitter at Tilted Takes. You can find all of our accounts there. If you uh, have an iTunes account, of course, Tilted Takes Podcast on iTunes. You can uh, leave a review, five-star uh, or one. And if you give us a one, please tell us why you don't like us. That'll be helpful for us. But that's all I have. And uh, Shut up. 
this was a much better episode. We had a lot less word issues, a lot less problems, you know? Yes. Words were not as tough this time. Words were not as hard. Uh, that's all I have. Uh, GG's. GG's, everybody.